Hey, hey, hey. Welcome, everybody, to the Really Charlie Podcast. I use Anchor for my podcast because it's easy. I can um, access it on my phone, on my computer, um, whatever it may be, my iPad. It's definitely very, very easy to use. And, um, if I could, I would do a podcast every day. Anchor helps me do that because it's so simple and easy. Um, friends, my family, um, the listeners, and in some case the viewers, they, they all enjoy it. It's a very, very easy transition. Um, and Anchor is definitely the key to that. And I highly recommend that if you want to start a podcast, just download the app of Anchor and it's really self-explanatory and it really, really, really can get you started and off and running. So try Anchor just like I did. Hey, 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 welcome to the Really Charlie Podcast. Really Charlie Podcast is brought to you by StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. I am very, very happy about our next guest, which is Dr. Dr. Caroline Oliveira, Chief Diversity, Equity, and Exclusion Officer, officer at a New England Health Center, and um, her intellect is is very, very top-notch, and um, I just can't wait to hear her, talk to her, just basically um, talk about the vaccine and the numbers that, uh, you know, compared to race um, in the minority community, how it's it's pretty much, from what I see, it's, it's usually like a a third um it's, a, it's like a three to one type uh scenario and a minority's on the lower part so um and then keeping in mind that um you know it's it's not out there in a broad scope you know we need to get it out there more and strategic strategically into uh broader parts of the state you know the country and you know in this case new england area so but we're going to talk about it. It's a tremendous guest here. And I'm going to invite her to the podcast right now. Okay. So stay tuned. Hello. I'm sorry. I was muted. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, how are you doing, Thanks. Dr. I'm Caroline? Wonderful. I'm wonderful. Thank you for having me. Thank you for, um, you know, just your platform and using it this way and um, just in all the different topics you bring up. Right. But this one is especially important, I think, for folks to sort of talk about and um, maybe just share some information. I hope I, I have to I have to always put this disclaimer out because while I work for Community Health Center uh, Incorporated here in Connecticut. I am not a medical doctor. I am a doctor of education. So I say that um, because my job and my role is to educate people. Um, and I just want to make sure that folks understand I am not a medical doctor. Um, but I, that's important to know. But I am an educator. And so that's that's my role today. So it's a title given and a title earned. And you yeah. earned it. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, you know, I'm here today to just share a little bit about um, the vaccine, you know, acknowledging and recognizing um, what some of the concerns are. And then I, I really want to just sort of hear maybe from you, what are some of the things that you're hearing in the community? Um, part of uh, my role as the Chief Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Officer at CHC is to um, uh, 
not only just dispel myths, but also educate folks on the importance of the vaccine and how um, it it is our way out of this really essentially. Um, and, you know, I liken it to uh, uh, the polio vaccine, right? And I liken it to other other uh, vaccines that we take where now um, uh, diseases are, you know, we don't even hear about them so much anymore, right? Um, sure. But the challenge, yes. you know, but the challenge is making sure that, you know, a vaccine is only as good as the, the number of people um, in arms it gets into. So that's kind of our challenges that we're facing now. Um, you you were right on target when you said about a third. So somewhere in, in each uh, state is different. Um, somewhere around 72%, 70-something percent of, of, of takers of the vaccine are not, are not people of color, so white, white people, or people who don't identify as people of color. Um, and so that's the challenge, right? Um, yes. And we know that um, historically, uh, people of color have not been treated well in the past by, in, in some instances, by the uh, medical community. So it's important to acknowledge that, right? It's important to understand and acknowledge why people may experience a sense of hesitancy. Um, but I am of a, the belief that, well, first of all, uh, those things, and I, I think of like Tuskegee um, experiments and things like that, those, th there have been um, the community needs to understand that there have been um, uh, systems and protections in place since that. So that something like that would not happen today. Um, and people need to understand that. Um, and so uh, I would also say that hesitancy is not a no, right? Mm -hmm. so when people ask and they say, well, I don't know how I feel about it. Well, that's not a no. And so I look at that as an opportunity and a challenge to sort of educate folks on why they should consider. And most times when they have more information, people are inclined and we're seeing that the numbers are getting better um, in terms of people wanting to have the vaccine. Um, some of the challenges we have are um, access Right, so there are issues, particularly people of color, about access. How do I register? Or maybe I don't have, um, I don't have access to the the uh, internet in the same way that other people may. And so those are some of the challenges. Uh, certainly, some of the challenges are um, lack of vaccine. Right, so we just are not. We don't have the amount of vaccine that we really need to vaccinate everybody just yet. So those are some of the challenges. But I want to. Um, sort of maybe, I don't know if your guests are able to ask questions or are they, or, um, they, what they do is they'll, they'll ask on the, um, you know, in the comment section. Okay. Um, and if it's something they want to kind of verbally kind of ask you, what I'll do is kind of give them my number and, uh, have them okay. call, put them on speaker. Um, and we'll go from there. I can even actually invite a guest if they want to. Okay. Um, just by sending them the link in the copy section, and uh, we can go from there. So maybe I just I'll start with a little bit about the different vaccines that are out there, and because you, you mostly we hear about uh, Moderna and Pfizer, and so yes. Moderna, uh, Moderna and Pfizer both are two shot um, vaccines, and so essentially. Um, well, let me tell you a little bit about them. So Moderna, um, you take the first shot and then you would take the second one 20 days, 28 days out. And Pfizer, uh, same thing, you take your first shot and you take the second one 21 days out. I had uh, someone ask me, um, uh, oh, and then the efficacy is, um, so So, how effective these are. Moderna is 94% uh, effective after the second dose, and mm -hmm. uh, Pfizer is 95% effective. So what that means is, um, let, me, let me give you some context. The flu shot that people take every year is about 44% effective. So oh. when you think about how, um, uh, how, equipped these vaccines are with being able to protect people from real deathly illness, right? Um, mm -hmm. They're highly effective, far more effective than the flu shot. But because the flu shot's been around and, and we, you know, we've, we, we're kind of used to it, we're accustomed to hearing people getting it every year, it's not as um, alarming, it's, it does, it's not as scary. 
And so um, that's part of it. So we need to understand how effective these vaccines are. I wanna, someone described it to me, I asked one of our medical professionals because I don't have a medical background, explain it to me in um, sort of really like, you know, layman's terms that I can understand and that I can sort of convey to other people when I'm trying to explain this vaccine. And so I'm gonna explain it in a way so that people say, well, how does it work? I had a woman ask me yesterday, a family friend asked me, well, why do we need two? The only vaccine that I know that we need two of is uh, like the hepatitis shot. They come in sometimes in sets of two, right? Um, and so she wa she wasn't sure about that. She's like, what is, what is that about? Flu shots only one, and and why is that? And so I'm gonna I'm gonna sort of share a little um, sort of analogy to help me process it. So imagine that you are in your neighborhood and you um you know you have a, you live in a small small tiny street you've got like six houses everybody knows everyone everybody is like kind of looks out for each other the neighbors right we, um and so this person is walking down the street that you notice this day you're like hmm i've never seen them before but no harm no foul i've, I've just never seen them before right mm -hmm. and i've noticed them um because they just don't they, they're not going in anyone's house they just don't look like anyone i've seen in this area um and then you shortly learn that uh Two days later, you learn that your neighbor's house was, um, you know, broken into, let's say, right? Mm -hmm. So what that, that noticing that person, that person that didn't really fit, that's the first shot. The first shot is them injecting you with a protein. It's not a live virus. It's just a protein that um, um, that they've identified. Now, mind you, this and we'll get we'll talk a little bit about speed because I know that's a concern at which the speed at which this vaccine was established, right? Yes. But in any event, back to the story. That first shot is it, they're putting the protein in your um, into your system. Your immune system notices that person walking down the street. Hmm, I've never seen that protein before. That protein doesn't doesn't live in this area. It's never been in my body before. I've never recognized it before. I'm going to take note of that protein that person walking down the street. You learn that people are dying and you know this protein is really dangerous. So I, I, I'm like, okay, I'm on the lookout. What happens is 21, 28 days later, you have the second vaccine. And now your immune system says, oh, okay, I remember when you came by these spots last time and you were up to no good. And so as, as your immune system, as a community is like, they're gonna stop them. And they're gonna mm -hmm. like, Stop them in their tracks. We're going to attack you. You are not. Getting, you're not going to hurt us. You're not going to enter into our homes. You're not going to enter into our bodies, um, and we are going to protect ourselves from this predator. That's why it takes two. So the first vaccine is just an alert because your body has not been really exposed to this new virus before, and the second one it triggers your immune system to respond and to and to attack this protein. It's not a live virus. It is the protein that has been extracted from um, the the um, COVID uh, uh, virus. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yes, and it I does. Understand that that's why it takes two, and that's what is happening when your body is taking receiving these vaccines. Um, so some of the things that I know that um, people are afraid of is, and you'll have to forgive me because sometimes I go around. So you'll have to say, Carol, come back to this if uh -huh. you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, yes. But so so some of the, the concerns that people have is the quickness and the speed at which it, you know, we heard this this vaccine called the development called warp speed um, and and just really references to how quickly it has been established. And what I need to share is that that it's relative because the base and the sort of the embodiment that carries this protein that has been researched for years and years and years. So Dr. Kizzy Corbett, who was an African-American woman who works at the NIH, which is the National Institute of Health. Uh, she works very closely with, with Dr. Fauci, who we all know and trust, right, and love. Mm -hmm. Wait on his every word, right? And so we we're so thankful that he's able to speak so freely now, so true. Um, right? And so, um, but Dr. Kizzy Corbett, she is the person who identified the, the protein. But they have been working on the sort of the, um, I, don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, again, I'm not a medical person, I'm talking to you like real folk, right? Mm -hmm. So um, the carrier of that protein, that is not new. They have been working on this for years and years and years. And so um, 
when they talk about the length of time that it prepare that it takes to um, to uh, create a vaccine, it's all that legwork behind the scenes that takes a long time. Well, that for this vaccine has already been done. They had already been working on this um, on this uh, type of vaccine. It just happened that she was able to identify that protein really quickly, which allowed for them. And then the other piece of that, um, extending onto that, is because we knew that this was going to be that it was taking over that they were able to take a risk and take a chance and start the production of this vaccine before they really knew that it was safe now you might say well i don't want to take anything no the testing caught up to it, but they were taking a chance because normally what would happen is when they finish the testing, you know, all the trials, then they go into production. And that's why it takes so long. But with this vaccine, because it was just sweeping the world, they decided, you know what, um, because we know the, the base of this is not something new, we've worked with it, we can we can expect that it will be effective, right? And they took a chance on the production. That's how it was so fast. So people need to understand it's not the vaccine that was created quickly. Um, it was mostly production. I hope that's helpful. The, no, it is. In fact, we. Um, it's definitely helpful for me, and I'm pretty sure a lot of, of the the listeners. We have our first question, so let's, let's kind of see where this leads, where it leads us. And it says, are there any safe alternatives to the current marketed vaccine and how does not taking it add a higher risk to healthy adults? Okay. So as of right now, the, the vaccines that we have um, that have been, and they've not been FDA approved. So let's make that distinction. They're not FDA approved, but they've been approved for emergency use based on all that we're experiencing and all that they know, but they are expected to be, so Pfizer and Moderna are expected to um, get FDA approval, right? So um, it's just a matter of timing because again, this has been really, you know, really working really quickly to make all these steps. So that's the first thing. But aside from um, Moderna and Pfizer, we have other, there, there will be a lot of them that will come up, right? The next one that we probably hear most about is Johnson & Johnson. Um, and so there are some differences in them. So for example, um, Moderna really has has some really strict guidelines about temperature and really having to be stored at a really, really low, low, low temperature. Um, and so, you know, well below zero, right? And so there, there are challenges to, um, which also impacts, you know, deliverability and how, how effective we can be in the community. But there are challenges to handling that vaccine. There are really sp- specific, along with Pfizer as well, really specific guidelines as to how you can, um, you know, how you activate it, how you can, when when you can sort of defrost it and use it and how long you can use it for. So, so there are really strict guidelines. So, so um, Johnson & Johnson is a different type of vaccine in that it does not require those extreme temperatures. It can be stored in a regular freezer. Um, it can be, so it makes it a little bit easier to transport. So if you, let's say you want to do like a mobile vaccine of sorts, um, you're able to, to use that one a little bit ready. That one has not been approved yet, but we expect that it will be very soon. Now, it's if um, effectiveness is not as high as Moderna and, and, and Pfizer. So some might say, well, why would I want that vaccine? Well, um, any of these vaccines um, to date is going to prevent, you know, folks from severe illness and death, right? So that's, yes. I think, I think Johnson & Johnson is at 66%, whereas we, you know, we heard, I, I shared that the others are much higher in the 90s. Um, but even at 66%, it is going to, um, prevent severe illness and death in, in, in adults, right? In, in yeah. So it's still a really good vaccine. There are some benefits to it as well. If um, some of the conversation around, um, and we don't decide who gets what vaccine, it really is a federal state and, and health officials based on need and, and that sort of thing. But if um, I could see that Pfizer vaccine being given to folks who, um, well, let me let me not make them. But you think someone who is transient who may not be available to come back for a second one, but you still want to make sure that they have some protections. Maybe they would use it in that case. But it's still they are still very highly effective. The second part of that question. Would you remind me the second part of that question, Charlie? Let's see. It says, um, and how does not taking it add a higher risk to healthy adults? Well, look around. 
we've had, you know, we're, we're approaching, what are the numbers? I haven't even checked today. Um, and the number of people who, who we have lost to COVID. Right. So, so that's one of the, one of the, that, that's the greatest fear of not, of not taking a vaccine is death. Right. I yeah. mean, plain and simple, it's death. And we've seen it. We've experienced many of us either have had a direct or indirect um, impact from this disease, um, from from this virus. And so that is the greatest. Um, but the other thing is the variants. You've heard us talk a lot about the variants. Um, and so how variants work is the virus is constantly looking for a host to to live, right? To fester, mm-hmm. to cause disease, to, to, to just live. And so the more people who become um uh, vaccinated, right? What happens is that vaccine will mosey on way, save to you, Charlie. Oh, no, no room at the end. You've been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. There's no place for them to sort of jump in and sort of nest up, cozy up, maybe change a little bit because I see them coming at me. I'm going to shift a little bit. That's that whole mutation that you hear about, right? And so the more people who become vaccinated, the fewer hosts we have to welcome in this virus into their body. And so, so that's how a virus dies. That's how we saw polio grow away. That's how we eliminate um, illness and death by by not providing hosts for this virus. And that's what the vaccine does. It prevents you from being a host for this virus. Wow. It's uh, it's um, it's you made it very, very understandable to me. And um, and and it's it's obviously um something we that i believe that we have to do and i'm i'm waiting i'm still waiting for mine and uh when it happens and when i'm called i'm definitely going to take the the vaccination um and and i mean we're always going to have some concerns and that's just something as as people you know no matter what color you are it's still gonna there's always going to be concerns when you're taking a needle Mm-hmm. For something, and uh, but education is key. Um, right. We we have um we have another we have actually two more questions. So let's see where it leads us. You know, mm-hmm. and you're doing, Dr. Caroline. You are doing a great job, and ah. um, this is why I got you here. Thank you. Thank you. All right. So it says, what causes people to have a reaction to the shot? I have read about a lot of fatalities. This makes okay. it hard for me to say yes, this shot for me. Okay, so two things. Um, what makes people have bad reaction? It's primarily if you're if people who have had extreme allergies to either either the uh, things that the vaccine um, consists of, um, or you know, it's mostly people who have allergies. But I will tell you, we have not had. So don't, I'm going to tell you this, and I know we're streaming on on social media. Do not get your information from Facebook, please. Yeah. Please do not get your information from Facebook. It is not true that any one person has died from this vaccine. Not one. Not one. Okay. So whoever told you that, they're not, they're getting their information from an inaccurate source. No one, not one fatality from these vaccines. So that is truth. That is fact. That is, um, that you can take that to the bank thus far. Okay. So, you know, you need to be mindful of where you're getting your, and I understand. I mean, we, we, we share information on Facebook and sometimes Facebook, as we saw in other issues, I'll just say political stuff. Facebook can be the enemy too sometimes because of its misinformation and folks just want to are looking for information so i would tell you for the latest information go to the cdc website right go to the national institute of health which is where dr um corbett works um go to real legitimate sites don't get your information from facebook it's just going to scare you and it's and it's going to prevent you from doing what is best for yourself and your families and your community. So stay, don't get your news from Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is similar to what you just said. Um, the black and brown community are concerned with the effects. Um, years from now, there are also people that are con- convinced that they are injected metal inside a vaccine vaccine to keep track of people. Um, how can we help our community understand? Um, well, um, whoever posed the, the statement question, I'm assuming that they understand that that's not true. It's just yeah. not 
true. Um, and so I, I, I'm thankful that that was brought up because we do, we have heard that, right? And yeah. what happened is it's like urban legend, right? You know, and, and, and you remember Snopes? I don't know if you remember Snopes back in the day, yeah. but it was like where you go and investigate urban legends. It's just not true. And this is how we educate the community. Events like this, opportunities like this, um, you know, um, and, and just talking to people who, who either are medical professionals or like I said, going to the spaces where you need to get the information. But it's just, it's really just not true. Um, and as a black woman, right? Um, I had some hesitancy in the beginning. I was like, wait a minute. Well, you know, maybe I won't be the first one in line. Folks have asked me if I've had them. I have had both. I have had both of, I had Moderna and I have both, have had both of my shots. Um, I had absolutely, I, I think Charlie, you and I are friends on Facebook. So you maybe saw me, you know, chronicle my experience and I'll talk to you a little bit about what you can expect, um, when you get the shots, but, um, nothing that, nothing that was really so noteworthy that I would say to anybody not to, to consider getting the shots. Um, but this is how you dispel myths by, by bringing in people who, I mean, I, I work, um, we are community health. Center. Again, I know I'm not, you all are in Massachusetts for the most part, but I imagine you have other people watching. Um, and so here in Connecticut, we, uh, the community health center, um, is the largest sort of distributor in vaccinators in the state. We will be the first, uh, 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 federally qualified community health center to get the vaccine directly from the federal government as opposed to going to the state and then being distributed. So we're doing a lot of vaccinating here in Connecticut. Um, um, but those are, these are the folks that you should be getting your information from, not from Facebook or, you know, folks who just, who think they're sharing information, but you need to ask folks, and where did you get that from? Who told yeah. You that? <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, a lot of people want to make it quick and easy, you know, and uh, yeah. use some of their, uh, they use some of their sources, um, like a mm -hmm. quick fix, a mm -hmm. quick fix, you know, like pressing a button of a microwave, you know, your food's yeah. going to be cooked quicker, so on and so forth. Uh, and we, we, we have to, as adults, when we click that share button, that, that information is uh, accurate, truthful so on and so forth so um michael consatio says awesome guest my question is if someone tests negative twice and one inclusive but have symptoms what do you suggest thanks for coming on great job charlie well um again i'm not a medical professional so i don't want to diagnose anybody on you know on on facebook and on um uh, Streamyard. so um i would yeah. i would say that you know it could be that maybe they don't have covid maybe they have you know the flu right the flu yeah. is still out there the flu is still out there but it's not and um, we have seen because of the um masking and social distancing and all of these precautions that we have been exercising we have really seen very little flu um so uh, you know, I, I would just tell that person to to go back to their provider if they're still not feeling well. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe that the first testing it wasn't showing anything. The second testing, I don't I don't have an answer for that because I'm not a medical professional and I don't certainly would never want to mislead anybody. Um, so I would just tell that person if they're still not feeling well, that they should maybe return back to their provider um, and ask them to do some further testing. Yeah, it's. um. Uh... And that's what I would recommend. Um, and I did see on the news this week um, about the flu. Um, you know, the flu, the numbers are uh, real, real low. And it's basically, you know, to, to stop the flu, it's basically what we're doing right now. You know, mm -hmm. hand sanitizing, masking our face, you know, just that in itself. Will definitely uh, keep the flu away. So, mm -hmm. and um, you know, it's, it's, what's amazing is, um, it, it took us to go through COVID to understand that we have more control over the flu than we, than we think. Right. And mm -hmm. for whatever reason, we're just not as afraid of the flu. I don't know. I don't, we think of it, I think as like a winter cold, but the flu can be really dangerous, particularly for those vulnerable populations. Right. But we have learned through this process that we do have some control over it because we have seen the numbers of flu. I mean, dramatically drop. And so that's that's really what it's about. But I will say that, you know, the, the, the reason why we're still seeing um, the numbers increase like, you know, crazy with COVID is because one, folks 
weren't as consistent as they should be with their masking, right? And social distancing and hand washing and all of that. Um, and you had folks who were just refusing to buy into that at all. Um, so that was sort of perpetuating, perpetuating this sort of virus being, you know, um, shared. But also, um, uh, the virus of COVID is far more contagious than flu. And so that's why, but we were able to really contain flu this year um, for, for the most part because of our just masking up. So just think, you know, Michael Jackson was ahead of his time, brother, when he was wearing his mask, he was he was ahead of his time. And um, and so, you know, there's that. I wanted to circle back. I see you, it looks like you have some other questions, but I wanted to circle back about, if it's okay with you, to yeah, talk about what my experience was when I took the vaccine. Because I know some people are like, well, what, you know, what can I expect? Um, and so, you know, back to my analogy about um, the, the neighborhood watch situation. Um, and so um, what, the first shot, there's nothing really to compare it to. You'll have a little bit of soreness in your arm, like you do with any other vaccination. You know, when you have, a, when you're a kid and you had a measles shot, or when you get a flu shot now, you get a little tenderness. Sometimes your arm gets a little bit heavy, right at the eject injection spot. Um, that's what will happen most often. And again, this is my experience. It's an experience that I I've shared with other people, and they've shared very similar experiences. But it's my own, so I I say that as my disclaimer, right? Um, but so the arm is heavy, you know, it's, uh, so three weeks later, I went back for my booster. Um, and that's when the fun began. That is when the fun began. And so I was like, okay, I know my system, my immune system is working. And how do I know? Because I was tired. Um, I felt a little bit lethargic. I felt a little bit like really crummy. Um, mm -hmm. So after I took the shot, about two hours later, I started feeling like a little chilly, um, like chills, and I just couldn't shake it, right? And, you know, my husband made me some tea with a little brandy in it, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. And I, I just couldn't shake it. And that was the, the evening of, I took it on a Saturday. The next day I woke up and I had a headache from, it was just unbelievable. But what I will tell you is, it's nothing that a little Tylenol wouldn't help, helped. I slept a lot um, and I didn't have COVID. Mm -hmm. So, so you, you see, I had a headache. It was not fun. I hate, and I never get headaches. So for me, a headache is like, eh. Um, but I, I felt crummy. No problem. It lasted one day. Maybe I had a little bit of a remnant of the headache the, sec, the next, you know, the, the second day after. Um, and then I felt fine. So I say that because what is happening is you may not feel like you're sitting in your chair, you're watching your TV and you feel crummy, but on the inside, your immune system is kicking butt. It mm -hmm. found that protein, it saw it come down the street again, and it is kicking, it's warm in its jacket. And mm -hmm. so that's why you're tired. That's why you're fatigued. There's a lot going on inside your body that you are not, that you are not really controlling, like in the same way that we, you know, pick up our phone or whatever. So mm -hmm. that's why your body feels crummy after you take the second one, because it is inside doing work. And it, you want to feel that crummy because then you know that your body is doing what it's supposed to. It is identified that that stranger is in the neighborhood again, and we go ahead and get you out of here. And yes. that's how you are protected from COVID. Excellent. State state of Connecticut is very fortunate to have you. Oh, thank you. They, they definitely are. And um I'm glad. I'm very, very happy that um, you know, I know firsthand how how you are. I I know your sincerity. I definitely know that um, you know, as Deion Sanders says, there's no bull junk from you whatsoever. Oh, I like that. No bull junk. <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. I uh I love I love when he says that him mm -hmm. and Shannon Sharp instead of saying BS, they say bull junk. Bull junk. And, I like mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah. So um, you, um what about registration? Have folks have you know, are folks what are folks saying? I, I don't know how this long this podcast is because you know I can go on and on and on. Uh, so we, are we usually a half hour or what what is your timeline on this? we we got thirty minutes for you. Oh, okay. We got, we got, uh, as long as you want to talk, as long as they want to give us questions, we'll stay on, you know, and um, okay. so we got a, got plenty of time. I just want to really talk about registration and because that's a real problem for people of color sometimes, right? Um, mm -hmm. 
we have found, and you know, in Connecticut, our numbers are challenged too. Like we, we you know, we are, we do, we're doing a lot of vaccinating, um, but we're not seeing the numbers that we necessarily want to see with people of color. Be considering, especially because we are, as you know, brown and black folk, we are the most vulnerable, right? So how are we um, making sure that our folks are getting vaccinated? Well, one is addressing the hesitancy, and that's what we're doing in things like this today, right? We're talking about the importance in, in the safety of the vaccine, um, but the other other part of it is, um, you know, how do we how do we register? So I don't know exactly what um, the the um, the process is in for Massachusetts, but I did do a little bit of research. And let me see. If you go to let, let me see, let me see. I went to oh mass.gov. So m a s s dot gov. Um, yep. That is your the state of Massachusetts. Um, you know, sort of uh, government agency that will then from that page you can you can learn information about registration. What I will tell you is if you have a senior center in your area, if you have um, that's kind of what, what I was doing. If you have a senior center or your de Department of Health, go call them. If you don't have access to go online, call them. Um, you know, get on your phone and just say, in, in Connecticut, we use 211, but I don't know exactly what it is in Massachusetts. So, um, uh, you know, you may have to do a little bit of research. But what I will tell you is if you are a younger person and that is not your challenge, I am imploring you, I am challenging you to find out the local and um, areas where older people can get vaccinated, where they can register for vaccine, and then contact your auntie, contact your grandmother, contact the lady who lives next door, the, the gentleman who lives across the street. Talk to people and say, hey, have you thought about the vaccine? Have Are you okay? Are you having trouble um, registering? How can I help you? Because we need to be in this together. The, vac the disease is only going to go away if we're, um, if we're all in. We all need to be vaccinated because, again, that's how we create that what they call herd immunity. We all mm -hmm. need to be like a, a closed door, right? There's no room at the end over here. Mr. Virus, you ain't coming over here. And so we all need to be in that space with a closed door. So each one help one. And so I encourage you all, you know, it, 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 you know, my mother is 77 years old and um, she, she's quite a, she's really savvy, you know, um, but even she had a difficult time trying to navigate some of the, um, you know, the registration processes and all of that. And so I would encourage you, um, you know, when it's, when, if you have elderly people in your life or just people across the street in your neighborhood, reach out to them and make sure that they're, they're not having a difficult time trying to identify where they can register and get the vaccine. And then when it's your turn, make sure you get your vaccine too. Um, when it's your turn, no, you hear some of these stories, folks trying to buck the line and all that. Just, just wait your turn. We've gotten through it this far, wearing our masks with our social distancing, washing our hands. So we can go a little bit longer, but when it's your turn, you know, get your vaccine. It's important. Exactly. The um, I mean, I can't wait. I'm still trying to convince, you know, my wife to get it done. Um, she's a little reluctant. However, I know. Tell she Michelle she needs to call me. Michelle, you need to call me. We're gonna have a chit chat. Uh, she's listening, so oh, okay. she uh, she definitely. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we got to get her on board, along with many, many, many others. Um, I uh, I mean, I'm always. I'm always kind of feeling the sorrow of people that we have lost and um, always anticipating that someone else is coming today. Someone else, we're going to feel the pain and agony, agony. And um, so with me, I'll take the shot. I'll deal with everything. I'll deal with the numbness in my, you know, in my body, the, you know, everything. And if, if if you're taking a shot and and you actually, you know, your body wants to go to sleep, your body's always going to tell you what it needs to do. You know, when you're thirsty, you drink. When you need to sleep, you sleep. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, I don't have any problem popping a Tylenol, getting rid of that headache. Mm -hmm. um, just like you said, um, you won't have and, COVID. Yes, exactly. I don't want it. Mm -hmm. I don't. I try to. You know, this year was was last year was very tough for me, and some parts of this year, um, a shortened year, I've lost some dear dear people, and um, so I just want to stop going through that. You know, especially it's it's almost like uh, you have a remedy on the shelf. 
it just can't reach it right now. You yeah. know, and I'm just trying to get to it, you know. Hopefully everyone gets to it. Just keep doing what you're doing, Charlie. I feel like we have gotten we have come this far and with so much tragedy and so much death and loss. Um, but we're not there yet. And so, you know, if there's one thing I would leave with you is even once you even have your vaccine, continue to do all the things that we're doing until we know that the majority of folks have had it. Because, um, you know, I, I, I still, I double mask. I absolutely double mask up when I go out. Um, and I, I still mean, and I've had both, right? I still uh, social distance. I still wash my hands. I still make sure that I'm not, um, you, being sort of reckless because I feel like I'm protected, right? We need to do this not only for ourselves, but for our loved ones and our community members, particularly my young folks out there. I'm talking to you, okay? I'm specifically talking to you young folks. Mask up, if not for yourself, but for your Nana, for your vovo. Mask up, right? Yes. Wash your hands. Stop. You don't need to be in everybody's face. Back up. Right. And I'm being a little bit snarky, but I'm doing that on purpose because it's important. So even once we have our vaccines, we still need to um, to protect ourselves and others until we all know at the masses we have been uh, protected as a community and as and as a nation in the world. So you still need to practice all of those uh, precautions that we've been. We're not out of the woods yet. We're getting there. We can see yes. the light at the end of the tunnel, but we're not there yet. I um. Got a dear friend, actually, this gentleman right here is going to be our future guest, um, hopefully sometime next week. And he says, I am reluctant by my research has shown me no results of people with heart transplants. My team of doctors have had meetings with me, but I don't need any side effects. I need to know something other than pain. Um, and uh, this is someone that's uh very close friend of mine, and um, he's, he's got an extraordinary story. And um, so I'm going to actually talk about, you know, he's going to come on here and eventually tell his story. And I, I definitely, I never doubt him. He's a very strong man. And um, I know he's going to make all the right choices, him and his doctors, right. to make sure that um, he stays safe. That's right. And in situations like that, that, that's absolutely the right decision. You make those decisions with your with your f physicians. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Um, it's from Sue, Susan Gula says, good afternoon. Thanks for all the information. Yes, get your vaccines. My daughter is a scientist and my son-in-law is a doctor. So, yes, Michelle, get your shot. Love. Yes, everyone. It's important. Lost. Lots of friends and people gone too soon, Chris. And um, yes, her 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 daughter is. Oh, I mean, still I think of her, and she's still that little kid. And but no, she's doing amazing things. Amazing scientist, always been smart. Um, and uh, definitely, uh, um, Susan, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And actually, thanks for that encouragement for. Uh, Mrs. Perry to get her shot. Mm -hmm. She may not listen to her husband sometimes. And that's why we have this podcast that says, really, Charlie? <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> <laughs> She's always, it, it, I have her on recording and I'm trying to add it to the audio. So when I start the podcast, it's when you say something fresh, she can, she can chime in. <laughs> <laughs> Get him, Michelle. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, you know, I think I think um, when this is over, uh, hopefully we have learned some lessons that we have learned to love more, um, be more intentional about our um, the way we treat people, um, the way we recognize the fragility of life. Um, and what, just what it means to be a community, because if this, this disease has taught us one thing, it is that it is not all about self. Um, we really need to be concerned not only just for ourselves, but the people around us. Um, and they need to be concerned with us as well. Um, sure. And so, you know, the tragedy of it all, um, you know, I think of a lot, and I hope I, I'm not going to upset anyone by saying this, um, and, and triggering is what I mean. But um, I think of the people who, um, who will pass and who have passed 
before they've had the opportunity to get this vaccine. Mm-hmm. And so that's one of the reasons why I take I took it to for those people who passed um, and would they have considered taking the vaccine were it not for time and right were it not for time. And so I think of them a lot. Um, and I and I for that reason, I have no hesitancy because I've been blessed and you've been blessed and those of us who are still on this side have been blessed with this opportunity. Um, again, I'm not talking about folks who have special needs and they have special considerations, but um, the, the, that's who I think about often. Would they, all the people that have died, would they have taken it if they had it? And so uh, that weighs very heavily on my heart. Um, and, you know, it's just my thought. And I hope that doesn't serve as a trigger for anyone it wasn't intended to. Um, it's just the stuff that I think about when I think about the gravity in the opportunity. So, so true. Um, I, I just, you know, I, you know, when we reached out and had a conversation about, you know, putting this podcast together, um, you know, and it was, it was kind of quick, but I seen the essence and I, I read the essence of why it, it should be told and actually being told by you makes it that much better um, for me. But what this ends up, what this is going to end up doing is, is it's going to add some more comments when we stop, you know, podcasting, and it's going to bring on another conversation um, later on because not everyone's viewing, you know, really Charlie podcast as much as I would want thousands of people viewing it. We have a few people viewing it, but if if everyone shares this, it leads to more conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, click share, sharing it. If it's 10, if it's 10 people sharing this, it might add to 10 more conversations, or it may lead to people just reading the comments and saying, that's exactly the question I wanted to ask. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, so as you and I move on um, from this podcast, we need to continue to pay attention to, the comments, um, and uh, if we can pass on some education, we we should. Yep, absolutely. Th- Charlie, thank you so much for having me. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to just be with you and your listeners and your watchers, uh, your viewers. Um, and certainly, um, if anyone you know wants to chat with me or they need more information and would like me to help them find, do some research for them to find more information, I'm happy to do that. Um, you you just, I think you'll tag me in this, I guess, right? So folks can, so folks have questions that they maybe just want, you know, some help with. I'm, I'm, I'm absolutely available um, and I welcome the opportunity to help in any way that I can. So thank you for having me and I hope folks have found this helpful as they make their decision because it really is an individual decision. Yes, it is. Um, it says, where are the locations in New Bedford um, area to get the vac- vaccine? Well, I want to tell that, that viewer that, um, you know, City Hall has a list, you know, go on the city website. They definitely have a list. The health department for the city um, could give you those names and listings. Um, I wish I had it here to put it on the bottom line so you would see it. Um, but it's a lengthy list. And, um you know, when in doubt, call your call your local doctor, and I mean, call your personal doctor, and um, they'll give you the locations. So, and also that website, that mass.gov website, will also link you if you. So if you're not in New in, in New Bedford, but you're in some other, you know, you're in Framingham or you're in, you know, uh, Provincetown or wherever you are, um, Fall River. If you just go on, it'll it'll be able to link you to uh, sites that are closest to you. So again, I'm not I don't live in Massachusetts, so I, I don't have the information handy, but I do know Mass.gov will help you with that and can sort of direct you. And actually, they have notifications on Facebook that should pop up periodically on your profile. You know about the vaccination and COVID and all that. Those those alerts you should be seeing on your on your profile. So that's another uh, venue. That's another place to look. And um, but any, when in doubt, you know your local physician has that, mm-hmm. and uh, and also the city or town officials too. So, Doctor Caroline, you are one of the best. And you know, high five to you always. And um, electronic hug. I love you. Yes, I love you, Charlie. Thank you. 
Thank you for having me. All right. We got to do this again. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll do it when it's all over. We'll talk about, we'll do one on family reunions and how much, how much fun they are. Exactly. Exactly. Um, Okay. Love you. Give the coach Love a punch you. in the arm. I will. Today's his birthday. Shout out to my husband, Carlton. Silk Owens. Today is his birthday. He's an old man, mm-hmm. but he's my happy, old man. So. <laughs> happy, happy birthday. Yeah, you treat him. him. See that? I'm I'm like royalty. It's his birthday, but you're with me. I know. I know. I know. You're that's special. special. You're it's special. It's me in the heart. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Charlie. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Love you and God bless. Okay. Tell mom, tell mom I said hi. I, know I she will. Doesn't. Yeah, uh, and if she's not, she'll she'll watch it. I'll tag her. Well, you, yeah, we'll make right. sure she sees it. Okay. All right. Thank Take you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Wow, definitely educational, and um, I know you all have some more questions. Continue to add those questions to the comment section. Um, you know, Dr. Caroline will see them. She will address them. She's not going to leave you hanging. Definitely get you some 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 input, some education. I'll probably I'll try to provide as much as I can as long as you leave a comment where I can kind of direct it to you. After this goes, you know, after this isn't live, the only way we can communicate is through, you know, the inbox, the comment section, so on and so forth. So. As I always end, um, I always end um, with mask those beautiful faces, wash and hand sanitize your hands, keep yourself safe, and keep others safe by doing what we recommend. Well, actually, what the state and federal government recommends. I love you guys. Love you. Love you. I really, really appreciate you all listening and tuning in. This podcast is uploaded to YouTube, you know, and, and, and the Really Charlie group on Facebook, Bay Village page, um, my poetry site, a, po- a Poetic Pulse. So it's up and running. And uh, stay tuned for the Really Charlie podcast on StreamYard, Anchor, Spotify, Facebook, and YouTube. Mainly done on Saturdays, but you know what? If someone wants to tell a story, they're gonna get. I'm gonna get them on here. Um, this coming week, we have Coach Gonzalez, Mickey Gonzalez from New, New Bedford High School. You know, we got him coming on, and uh, we also gonna talk to a few local boxers and trainers about David Burr who had passed away years ago. And we're going to talk about his story and how fascinating of a man he was. And um, my guest for that show would be Roger Alves. Also, Jimmy Sweets Perry will come on and feel free to join us on, uh, I will be on Wednesday. And on Tuesday, it's Coach Gonzalez. All right. Thank you all for listening. Love you. God bless. And uh, have a great day.